Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. Ricky Ho is extremely dangerous. Why didn't you let the doctors take the five bullets out of you? Souvenirs. Hello, my little goatlings, and welcome to the worldwide renowned Goats Podcast. I'm Vinny, and I'll be hosting today's episode alongside Mork and Sabek, who are joining with me in the virtual studio. But before I ask how everyone's doing, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to our Instagram at the underscore goats underscore pod. And we've got a Patreon too, if you're so inclined. But if you just want to support us without paying anything, Give us a follow on Instagram or just leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts goes a long way. Thank you very much. I would actually say both of those things probably go further than the Patreon in a weird way. Yeah, I know you mean actually, yeah. Having loads of followers on Instagram, not that we have loads, but having like a significant number of followers on Instagram allows us to do more probably in terms of like collaborations and stuff like that that and obviously we're super grateful for the patreon Mm. and that money goes to like equipment and stuff like that which is super important but actually in terms of like growing the show the follows on instagram are yeah pretty key Mm. and the five star reviews and the reviews and the five star reviews yeah they're they're really really important so thank you everyone who follows us and gives us a five star review uh anyway how we doing yeah i'm good well my week has been pretty un- uneventful, but I did win this microphone from uh, Sontronics uh, while I was at the podcast festival, so we're giving it a whirl. Um, I think I might have won it through nepotism, but sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> exactly. Mork, what about you? I'm good. I've also got a lot of free stuff recently, actually, this week. Um, been going around robbing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, nice. yeah, nice. Rob loads, got heaps of scrap metal, you know. You know how we roll. Yeah. Embracing your inner Whipton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> got a big trailer full of stuff I've been robbing. So, yeah, I too also got some free stuff. Pretty lucky, eh? Pretty good, eh? <laughs> Very nice. It is like winning a competition. When you see, like, a little bit of train track that's, like, yeah. quite accessible, oh, you're like, Ooh. 
There's yeah. probably some copper on that. <laughs> yeah, whenever you just hear like a building being built and you're like, no one's there, like, ooh, hello, bit of cable, I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for a little joyride in the digger. Oh. <laughs> get that down the scrappy on Monday. <laughs> anyway, should we get into this? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah right. <clears throat> Action movies have always been very good fun to watch, especially when you're a proper bloke like me. Yeah. But what happens when you take the guns away and give everyone the magical ability to do flying two-footed kicks at each other mid-air? Well, you get the even cooler Kung Fu movie. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Born in Hong Kong as a response to the supernatural tropes of the Wuxia films of the time. I don't actually know how that's pronounced. Wuxia, Wuxia. Uh, these are basically just like ancient chinese magical fighting movies Mm. yeah yeah um kung fu flicks have been a popular mainstay in asian and western cinema for decades now whether they're full of incredibly well choreographed fight scenes that leave your jaw touching the floor or over the top ridiculous acrobatics coupled with high-pitched whining these films are always a blast to watch but which is the most blasters to watch that's what I want to find out on today's episode of the Goats Podcast. Goats, come in. Yo! Goatling gang, you feel me? <laughs> Back with another banger. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I didn't know what to write. Oh, Are people going to get that reference? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I barely fucking get it still, and I've seen it loads. <laughs> But yeah, uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll happily go first, unless Mork's desperate. I don't mind. You can go first, Seb. Get your shit out of the way. Right. No, I will go first. Um, I do think going second has a clear advantage, actually. I've been thinking about it. I'd love to know, Vinny. Really? Autismo statistics activate. I'd love to know what the odds are of going first and second, because I think having it fresh in the mind of the judge Mm. has a big impact. Hmm. Well, I won. Yeah. Rec- I can think of one recently. I won in between us by going first recently. That's true. That is true. But it's not to say it's a direct <clears throat> rule. But I just love to see what like the odd like mm. statistically. I wonder how much. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see that as well. Um, I'll I don't. Give we don't have that data. Well, we don't have that data down at the moment. To be honest, so I'd have to. Someone have to go through and listen. To yeah. each one. To be, to be fair, that, uh, that's an autistic enough for me to actually. I actually, I'm, 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 I'm getting excited thinking about this. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I love some stats. What well, yeah. percentage chance of winning is going first? Hello, this is Vinny from the future, and I've done the number crunching. I've done the statistics, and it looks like there is no real discernible difference between going first and second. They're about average. Except if your name is Sebek, and in which case, the 11 times you've gone second, you've won uh, once, which isn't very good, is it? Um, look, I'm ready to go. Uh, V-Dog, you got a timer? Yep. Coolio. So, look, I decided to do this a little bit differently. Um, I'm not going to do what I'm assuming Mork is going to do, which is a blow-by-blow account of whatever movie he's decided to pick. Yep, can't um, wait for that. Literally just going <laughs> to That's read. the only way I can do my movie, though, because... <laughs> All your movies are like that, though. 
do every episode word for word. Yeah. Jay <laughs> walks in. I think I didn't. I didn't though. Um, you basically did, but yeah. But yeah. this movie I'm doing without giving anything away doesn't have any characters or character development or anything like that to dive into. You have to do it blow by blow. That's why it's the greatest movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, dude. If, if, if you've done what I think you've done, yeah, I know what you mean. Look, yeah. Well, what I'm gonna do is not that. I'm going to talk about what makes the perfect Kung Fu movie and why I believe my pick hits every single important point in that list perfectly. Mm. Now, I'm not even going to tease what it is. It's obvious. It's Kung Fu Panda. Now, what makes Kung Fu Panda the perfect Kung Fu movie and how does it hit all those points? Skidoosh for a start. Skidoosh. (laughs) Now, well, firstly, in any good Kung Fu movie, you need an Mm. unlikely student. A potential mm. saviour that you wouldn't normally expect. Now, mm. you could say the Karate Kid in The Karate mm-hmm. Kid. Pretty good option. Also, the guy who plays Stifler in The Bulletproof Monk. Another pretty good option. But I would say Poe in Kung Fu Panda has to be the most unlikely of unlikely heroes. He's a big, fat panda who still lives with his dad. Voiced by Jack Black. Voiced by Jack Black. He's unfit, he's ungainly, and he's cringe. But Mm. the most important thing about his character is he does have underlying qualities that make him a great student. It just takes the audience and his Mm. master some time to realise it. And those qualities are that he's stubborn and he loves Kung Fu. Like, he is actually very dedicated I thought it was that he loved food. Yeah, I thought it was, was that, that he loved food. It. No, that they isn't... get his training because he can jump off a yeah. can and eat a cookie. <laughs> the whole thing is the dumplings, and he was just yeah. like no, trying no, to no. figure out where the dumplings were. He's basically was. No, 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 a fat no. piece of shit. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's come... his number one quality. He's a fat fucker. <laughs> no, I'll come to this at the end. But the most, a really significant bit in that training montage is he wins. He catches the dumpling, and he's like, "I don't want it. I'm not hungry." Like it's That's not true, about true. the food. Mm, That's the whole point. So. This is something we see straight away is that he's obsessed with Kung Fu. Mm. And when it's announced that Uguay is going to pick one of the Furious Five to be the Dragon Warrior, he's desperate to see. He gets locked out of the Jade Palace, but he never gives up. And he shows his tenacity and his ingenuity when he's trying to get into the Jade Palace. And actually, that's the reason that he falls down from the sky after setting himself on fire with a load of fireworks and falls mm. in front of Uguay's finger as he's about to point at Tigris. That is how Poe becomes the Dragon Warrior, is because mm. he's stubborn and he loves Kung Fu. Now, that okay. brings me, talking about Uguay brings me on to the second thing that any good Kung Fu movie needs is a wise mentor. Of course. Mm. And then, in Classic. fact, this movie has two. First, it has Master Shifu, voiced by mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman, a wily, harsh, and snappy fox who has mentored the Furious Five. And it's then a fox. Sh- I'm pretty sure he's a fox, isn't he? He's got a th- I thought it was like a little rat or something. No, he's got a little <laughs> yeah. tail. I think what he's like a little tails? sand fox. Oh no, I think he's a, oh, no, I think he's a red panda, actually. He might be a red panda. Oh, it's quite oh, unclear. Yeah. yeah, red panda, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Boom. interesting. He's the kung fu panda as well. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, he's paired. Yeah, exactly. He's paired with Poe, who's like the other yeah. side of Panda, with like the big, you know, you wouldn't expect to be like some yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. agile, like kung fu master kind of Panda. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. That's interesting. 
And Seb didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. But that <laughs> we've really, all learned something today. That really buys into a big part of why I love this movie. So then there's Shifu's master, who is Master mm. Uguay, and the first to master Kung Fu. And he's like a he's a big slow tortoise. And Uguay is the antithesis of Shifu. He's slow, calm, and he goes with the flow. And I would actually say that Shifu's relationship with Uguay in this film is more significant and the development of that relationship is more significant than that of Shifu and Poe. Which mm, brings yeah, me on I agree. to any to the third thing and something that any self-respecting Kung Fu movie needs is character development. Now, every mm. single character, main character in Kung Fu Panda goes through character development and that includes every member of the Furious Five and, of course, Poe. But nobody goes through more than Shifu. And I would actually say that this film, Kung Fu Panda, refers to Shifu the Red Panda, not Poe the Giant Panda. This Mm. film is about Shifu. It's about Shifu coming to terms and forgiving himself for creating Tai Lung, his ex-student turned villain who believes he is the true Dragon Warrior. And that, of course, brings me on to one of the most important factors in any Kung Fu movie, a badass villain. Mm. And the Snow Leopard Tai Lung is one of the most fearsome villains, I would say, in any kid's film. It, actually, in any Kung Fu yeah. movie, he is badass. He's and pretty cool. sick. What I love about this movie is that it doesn't tell you Tai Lung is scary. It shows you. Mm. Yeah, they establish Tai Lung's powers not by people just going, "Oh, not Tai Lung." Ugh. It's the prison escape. It's by showing yeah. you what he's capable of, and that prison escape, I believe, is probably the single greatest animated fight scene in history. I, I think it's fucking incredible. It's very, it's cool. pretty damn good. Yeah, very, and that, very cool. That brings me to, I believe, the most important part of any kung fu movie: mm-hmm. action. And the action scenes in this movie are fucking incredible. Mm. And what makes them better is they use to develop the character. And going back to Tai Lung's prison escape is the perfect example. They show you that little goose messenger. And they show you him being taken down all the various floors Mm. of this enormous cavernous prison. And it just seems impenetrable. There's thousands of rhino guards, crossbows, Mm. archers, massive cages, massive walls. And they like stamp on his tail as well to yeah. prove to the little duck that yeah. like, he's our little bitch. He's like, oh, exactly. he's our little bitch. Yeah. And then mm. all you can see is his massive hench arms sticking out of that cage. Yeah, yeah. While he's got these two huge rocks chained to his arms. And then with nothing but a feather, Tai mm. Lung escapes. Mm. And if you haven't watched that scene, just go and watch it. Just go and watch Kung Fu Panda, but watch that scene on YouTube. Yeah. The way he builds momentum in that film is amazing. It's like he starts out and he's becoming more and more like, what's the word? He's becoming more free. The chains are Mm. literally off. And as he gets back into himself and as he starts to like feel himself again, he just builds this momentum. And it starts Mm. when he breaks the chains. There's these two huge crossbows get fired him and he uses one to break the chain on his wrist. And then as soon as one of his hands is free and he becomes more 
what's the word? He's given more freedom. He can then yeah. break the second one just with his sheer power of his hands. And you're like, mm. fuck. And then he uses the crossbow bolts, which he kicks into the wall. Mm. He runs up the wall. And then there is one of the, I think, best shots in the whole film. And one of the mm. sickest shots in any anime animated film is when the um, they decide to pull the cable car thing, the like lift mm. cable car up, and it's going up, and he's chasing it, and then the archers fire like a ceiling wall of arrows down towards him, yeah, and they're falling, and the cable car's coming up, and he jumps, and there's this shot where he's flying through the air, and the arrows are like descending on him, and he grabs the underside of the uh, cable car, mm. and they all just fall past him, and you're like shit shit on it and it's so cool Mm. and finally what i think really makes this film perfect is the overall narrative the message of this film is that to make something special you just need to believe in it Mm. hell yeah dude and it's star wars all over again Again, it's like, oh, you just got to do it, mate. It's all in your heart and that Yoda and all this bollocks. Nap, nap. <laughs> yep, nap. Yep, nap. I Sorry. don't actually think that is the story of Star Wars because it's not well, what's on the inside. It, it's a lot of training. Whereas what this film shows you, again, it doesn't tell you, it shows you. And this is what I think is really clever about it is that the whole time Uguay is going like, oh, you know, you just need to believe in him, whatever. But it shows you that once he believes in himself and once Shifu believes in him, that's when he succeeds. And it also, from Shifu needing to believe in Poe to Poe needing to believe in himself, the whole point is that you just needed to believe in it. You have to mm. believe in the system. You've got to trust the system. You've got to trust Arteta. Now, trust the process. Trust the process. Now, <laughs> that is shown perfectly in Poe's final fight with Tai Lung. Because mm. in the end, he doesn't beat Tai Lung through all of the stuff that Shifu taught him. He uses it, but it never defeats Tai Lung. He tries to do the thing where he hides the dragon scroll like Shifu hid the dumplings and he yeah. jumps up the wall by imagining it's a cookie and all this shit. But the way he actually defeats Tai Lung is because he's big and fat and stubborn and he loves Kung Fu. Like That's mm. how he defeats him. Tai Lung tries to do the nerve attack on him and he's too fat. And then he does the wooshy finger hold, which he taught himself because he loves Kung Fu. And he already mm. knew about the wooshy finger hold before he turns up at the Jade Palace. And you know that because Shifu holds him in it. And he's like, oh, you know yeah. this hold. You know, he mm. already knew about the wooshy finger hold. He was already a big fat panda who loved Kung Fu. And also, I think that another thing that defeats Tai Lung is that he shows, Tai Lung gets shown the dragon scroll, doesn't he? Like halfway through the oh, fight. Yeah. And Thailand can't believe that it's empty. Yes. And yeah, yeah, Polite yeah. reveals to him the secret. He's like, the secret power is just yourself. Yeah. And Thailand, exactly. like, he can't get his head around it. He's like, no, there must be something else. And that's like the thing that breaks him is like, it breaks Thailand's spirit that he can't have, that he doesn't accept that that's the best form of power is like your own yeah, power. Yeah, yeah exactly. Poe po has accepted that. And he's like, yo, I know the secret. And he just fucks mm. him up. And that, like, that's like my main points. But that actually really brings me on to another thing. Is- yeah. Mm. fucking helping step now <laughs> so some of the comedy beats in this film are so yeah. good and one of the best is when 
um shifu's gone through the whole thing of br- of bringing down the um he like brings down the uh the dragon scroll with a petal and all mm. this and it's like really majestic oh, yeah. and then he opens it and he's like oh uh, uh. he like looks and he's like oh there's nothing on it and yeah. then he tries to show <laughs> shifu and shifu's like no i'm not worthy and then she was like, wait, there's nothing on it. And then he looks at it and he's yeah. like, and yeah, he's like yeah. holding it all funny. And it's like so clever because oh, I just love it. And some it's of the been beef... built up as this massive thing. And it's like, oh, what, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And like, I just love it. It's just the way he's like, I'm not worthy. And he like bows down from it. And then he grabs it and he's like, fuck. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. like, actually wants here. Might as yeah. well just have a look. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really funny. And like, I just think. Yeah, there's so many really clever jokes in this film and actually some of them are like even at the very start there's this bit where poe goes down to see his dad and obviously you think he's going to be a big panda and they use a mm. shadow of his dad holding this big bowl of noodles yeah to make him look like he's got panda ears and he's big noodles yeah and then he turns <laughs> and then he turns around to poe and it's just a little goose and obviously that's yeah. really funny and oh uh, yeah isn't that the the recurring joke throughout that um he like he's like I feel like you're not actually my father and like <laughs> you know because it's really yeah. obvious he didn't yeah. come from him yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh fuck I love it yeah that's another great joke is when he's like I think I need to tell you something that I should have told you a long time ago there yeah. is no secret ingredient yeah and it's, that's like, yeah, it's yeah. so it's funny like, oh. <laughs> and um but but that is what helps Poe as well that's what's so beautiful about it is that his dad is the one that actually gives him the power. He tells him there is no secret ingredient. The secret of the it's his dad story, yeah. the whole time. And that's mm. what makes it so lovely. And that also like the comedy in it's great. And also like it's got such a good cast. It's an ensemble cast. It's Jack Black, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, mm. Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen as fucking that's, just <laughs> say, that's the that's the bit that holds this movie down is Seth Rogen's in this movie and you never once get a Seth Rogen <laughs> I know he does he does there's a bit where he goes um he Poe fall down falls down the steps and he goes he's going to keep coming back and then Seth Rogen's character goes he's going to keep bouncing that's for sure <laughs> and then he oh, like, goes, he? oh shit <laughs> um oh redeemed redeemed it's got and it's got Lucy Liu who's like an obviously an iconic like martial mm. arts character it has an amazing soundtrack, and it has Angelina an am- Jolie. Uh, oh no! Oh yeah, who's yeah? It's Lucy Liu's Tigress, and Angelina Jolie yeah. is um is the fucking no, snake. No, Lucy Liu's the Pre- viper, isn't she? Oh no, Lucy Liu's viper. Angelina Jolie is Tigress. Yeah. Uh, what well, I can't oh, remember it. which one it is, but David incre- Cross as well. In- incredible, and uh, the animation style in this, oh, mm. it blends like traditional chinese japanese art styles with like dreamworks animation so mm. fucking well and the bits mm. that are like quote-unquote cut scenes that are like more traditionally drawing animated and mm. the way they blend with the like digital animation is so good and then of course the best bits are the quotes man Mostly mm. Uguay's coats, which is like noodles, no noodles. Like he's just so chill. Mm. He's just like, it's fine. But then that's also got the best quote in the whole film, which I've said on the show before, which I actually, mm. I know it's cringe, but I really like it, <laughs> which is yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. And it's so grounding. He's just like, just chill out, man. What's going to be chill will out. be. Mm. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that, I believe 
that Kung Fu Panda hits every single point to make a perfect Kung Fu movie perfectly. Mm. It Mm. ticks every single box to make the perfect Kung Fu movie. And maybe just the perfect movie. I think it has everything you want from a movie. It has a really good narrative. It has great character development. It's visually stunning. It's very funny. It's very emotional. I think it's one of the most well-rounded films. Definitely the most well-rounded kids film. And one of the most well-rounded films I've ever watched. Mm. And I think if it's the perfect movie... It just has to be the perfect Kung Fu movie. And if it's the perfect Kung Fu movie, it has to be the GOAT. And mm. that is why I think Kung Fu Panda is the GOAT Kung Fu movie. Do you think the only thing that holds it back is that it's basically just Kung Fu Shrek? Because, like, <laughs> they're, both, they're both DreamWorks. They both have a fat piece of shit with little sticky-out ears as the main character. Isn't, um, the same, isn't Shrek the same like message of like it's all about being yourself or something? What's in the inside? You might be a big kind fat of. piece of shit ogre on the outside. It's ag- like... You're right. You're kind of onto something here, more. It's <laughs> not going to lie. You're actually onto something here. But then I really like Shrek. So I'm no, not, Shrek's fantastic. I'm I not love Shrek. I'm not going to hold that against it. Get out of this swamp. Great. Shrek's great. I love Shrek. Um, it's basically Kung Fu Shrek. You've absolutely fucking ruined <laughs> <laughs> my, my point that's a counter that's a counter attack if ever i've seen one <laughs> but um look i think it's a great movie i love it it's very wholesome mm-hmm. makes me happy mm-hmm. i might get an uguay tattoo i was thinking about this last night maybe i'll get a master Sweet. uguay tattoo every time you look at it you'll just be reminded of fucking not being Shrek. awarded not being awarded the goat and not being film. awarded the goat no, that's Kung Fu Panda is actually a really silly pick, and I'm actually kind of sad that you picked it. What? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm taking the piss. Um, now, Kung Fu Panda, like I, I actually think is in contention for maybe Goat Kids film. I genuinely think oh, that. Yeah. I think it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, well, just even Goat animated film, like it's it's so I, good. I, I remember watching it as a kid in the cinema and being even more surprised at how good it was. I thought it'd just be some silly, stupid thing with Jack Black, and I was—I came back and I was just like, "Whoa!" Doing like kung fu moves in the garden mm. with my brother, and we're just fucking—we were loving it. We'd be like, "Skidoo!" Shit. Yeah. And, uh, and then I remember, like, I think the last time I watched it was a couple years ago or whatever. Mm. I think it was at uni, and my friend just, my housemate just put it on. And I was like, oh, "I haven't seen this movie in a while," and I—I I remember being like. Holy fuck! Yeah, this film's fucking amazing. It's, so it's good, still yeah. like just as good it as holds when I was a kid. Really well, it, it holds really up does. Really, really well. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, I will say this is more of a pref- personal preference. I, I'm not a massive fan of animated films having like Angelina Jolie be like one of the voice actors and like Jackie Chan. Um, I mean Jackie Chan, fair enough, because you know kung fu movies. He's obviously mm. an icon of kung fu movies, but I'm. I I don't know. I I kind of don't like it when they give animation voice acting roles to non 
voice actors if you know what i mean like sometimes they can do a good right, job yeah. but other times it's like oh i just know that seth rogan which the whole yeah. time i'm like that's seth rogan and i just know it's mm. seth rogan which it's i think holds it back that, a little bit because it didn't mm. just like i watched it last night and like i i do think like potentially some of the castings are a little bit distracting i think jackie chan does a very good job as monkey i think lucy Liu does a great job as snake i don't know who plays crane but they do it really well david cross david oh cross. yeah david cross Mm. Yeah. Um, like the bit where fucking Poe walks into his room and Crane's just being really awkward and a bit snarky is just yeah. horrible to watch. But uh, I do think Dustin Hoffman and whoever plays Uguay do a very, very good job. Yeah, I think they specifically. Do. Yeah. And Jack Black as well. Yeah, and Jack Black. I think Dustin yeah. Hoffman is very, very good at what yeah, he does. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. I didn't even know it was Dustin Hoffman, to be perfectly honest. I yeah. actually didn't know that. That's how good of a you job didn't get it was. Oh, but there's that whole scene in it where, like, Poe drops all them toothpicks and, like, Shifu's, like, 28. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they go to Las Vegas and just, like, start gambling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene where they go to Las Vegas and start gambling and shit. <laughs> uh, nah, but, yeah. Really like that pick, Seb. Mm. Big fan of that pick. It's going to be... Skidoosh. It's going to be... I'm not going to lie, Mork. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, well, but I, I, I believe in you. It's going to be tough to beat Kung Fu Shrek. I, I believe in you beating Kung Fu Shrek. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bef- before we get to that, we have a little yep. uh, little sort of quiz middle game thing. So a quiddle game. Obviously, Kung Fu movies are almost as well known for their crazy fighting scenes as they're well known for their ridiculous titles you know right, yeah they have some pretty crazy really funny uh names some of the time and so i've c- compiled a list of <clears throat> real kung fu movies with pretty silly names <laughs> <laughs> and i am gonna get you guys to guess out of the three that i sh- say to you which one is the real one so i've got two for every oh, one can... real there's two fake so, Sebek, you went first, so I'm going to start with you, Mork. So, I'm going to list three titles, and you're going to say mm-hmm. which one's the real Kung Fu movie, okay? Okay. So, Enter the Fat Dragon. Dragon Eater. Hidden Dragon, Secret Tiger. Hidden Dragon, Secret Tiger. You're going for that one being the real one? I think so, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've heard of that one. It is Enter the Fat Dragon. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a parody of Way of the Dragon, where I think the main character is just a fat guy. Nice. <laughs> That's about it. Very nice. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sebek. Yes. Half a loaf of kung fu. Quarter ounce. Of whoop ass, <laughs> store bought karate. Oh. Oh. Which one is it? I think it's gonna be. Oh, store bought karate is very clever, and so is what was the first one? Half a loaf of kung fu. I I think it's quarter ounce of whoop ass. I just think that's a very very funny title it rolls mm. off the tongue very well and i think what happened is you read that and then you wrote half a loaf of kung fu or whatever it was because it's sort of like that but not quite as good mm. well 
I'm afraid to say you are wrong. It was half a loaf of kung fu. Fuck off. Oh, the opposite way around. I was, yeah, I don't know why, but I wrote store-bought karate, and I was like, that's that's genius. That is really <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, Sounds so right. dumb. But yeah, Half a Loaf of Kung Fu was actually a Jackie Chan film written by him as well oh. uh, for 1978. Uh, yeah, standard martial arts comedy film, what you know Jackie Chan for. Mm-hmm. So far, zero points on the board. Mork, mm-hmm. it's time to turn this one around. Okay, let me channel my inner t- chi or whatever. Kung Fu Forever... Mm. Karate for life. <laughs> Eternal fighting style. Eternal fighting style. Oh, that could be like an old Wu Tang movie. Eternal fighting style. Oh, but then Kung Fu Forever is so basic. Like, surely there's got to be like at least fifteen different movies called Kung Fu Forever. Kung oh, Fu Forever fuck. does sound like a Wu Tang album. But then, is that so basic that it's a red herring? I'm going to go with the last one. Eternal fighting style? Uh, yeah, I think so. You are incorrect, unfortunately. It is karate Balls. for life. Balls. Is the four in karate for life the number four? <laughs> I I didn't write it, but I, I almost wrote it. <laughs> I almost wrote four, and I was like, nah, it's a bit too karate cheesy. Karate for life. <laughs> a bit too on the nose. <laughs> So uh, is Karate for Life the real one? Ka- karate for Life is the real one, yeah. Nice. Mm. Uh, it was some 1977. It's ba- it, it hasn't even got the plot on Wikipedia. It's so unknown. <laughs> right. But it, it, nice. it was on Wikipedia, so it could be it a snuff exist. movie for all we know. 77 Japanese arts film. <laughs> Sorry, martial arts film. And I'm an idiot. Sebek. Uh, <laughs> yes. Points on the board. Let's fucking go. Come on. Let's go. Right. Strike. Of the Pegasus. <laughs> that sounds fucking sick. Punch of Pixie. <laughs> or Fist of Unicorn. Oh, fuck. None of them are real, surely. They are stupid. <laughs> punch say one of, of them is Pixie. Real. What, was Pixie the Pegas- what was the Pegasus one? Strike of the Pegasus. It's going to be Strike of the Pegasus, or what was it? Fist of the Unicorn. I don't think I don't think Pixie is going to come up in like Japanese culture or like Chinese culture. I don't think it's. Mm. I just don't think that's okay going to be there. But then also, is Pegasus Pegasus is a flying horse? Would they do they have? Greek. Pe- that's yeah, Greek. it is, isn't it? Whereas unicorn could be more. Could be more. Mm. I'm going to go for the Pegasus one. Strike of the Pegasus. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the unicorn one, I think. It's Fist of the Unicorn. That's right. Oh, no. At least you narrowed it down to 50-50 there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1973 Hong Kong film starring someone called Unicorn Chan. I guess that's why it's called Fist of Unicorn. Yeah. Jackie Chan's evil brother. (laughs) He's got a horn out of his top of his head. (laughs) So... Still, unfortunately, still zero points on the board for the both of you. Mork, <sighs> can you turn this around? This is the last question for you. Shit. Right. Mystical prostitute. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not Dirty getting this right. Dirty <laughs> Or low down, blow down. Right, it's not going to be dirty hoe. <laughs> I know it's not dirty hoe. Low down, blow down. 
Oh, mystical, mystical prostitute. <laughs> mystical. <laughs> lowdown, blowdown seems to be the obvious one because it's not the most absurd. Right. But I'm going to go with mystical prostitute. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> it's dirty hoe. Oh. Dirty hoe? Surely <laughs> yeah, I not. I don't fucking know. I, I'm I, just, looking at... I just like the word hoe is not yeah. a word from that culture, unless it's been translated really poorly. Well, this is what I'm, I'm looking at it, and I don't know if it's saying... It doesn't look like it's even really like a comedy kung fu film. I think... I don't know. I, I don't know serious. why it's called Dirty Ho, but it's called Dirty Ho. It exists. <laughs> Damn. Maybe it's like a hoe, like a farming hoe, because there's a lot of farming oh, in there, isn't yeah. there. Maybe it's like maybe because it's hoe. It, it, it's ho. It's h o ho. What's oh, that? Oh well, then it's probably just like yeah, it's that's probably like a, a second hoe. name. It's probably just like ho or something like it. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Actually, <laughs> funny that you bundled it together though with like filthy prostitute or whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, encounters a jewel thief named Dirty Ho at a brothel. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no. There is, there, there is hoes yeah. involved. Yeah, it's Probably hoes. Probably is. Just a hoe, yeah. Yeah. Safe. All right. Cool. Glad we solved uh, that mystery. Right. Sebek. Yes. To, to get the win, to get the dub, Crippled Avengers. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> disabled Master. <laughs> Or fists and crutches. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? One of those is a real title. <laughs> you wrote the other two. And I wrote yeah. the other two. <laughs> right, I don't think it's going to be Crippled Avengers. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Disabled what? Disabled Master and Fists and Crutches. Fists I and think, crutches. I think fists and crutches is too. I think it's more likely to be disabled master because there's. Oh no! But then you like the trouble is Vinny likes that film Drunken Master, which means that he might have thought of that when he was trying to think of names. Mm, and that might have been the first one to inspire. But then the fake also, ones. no, because then he would have had to find a fa- a real one that was in line. Of like no, no. But what I'm themed. saying is, he might have he might have seen crutches and oh right, and then fought up disabled master, right? Yeah, because I think disabled master sounds like sounds like drunken master. But then also those like master films, like mm. drunken master, whatever disabled master, master, disabled master, <laughs> classics. Um, yeah. Oh god! Come on, Seb, pick one. I'm gonna say disabled master. And you'd be wrong. It's oh, Crippled oh, Avengers. No. no, it's not. It's not yes, Crippled it Avengers. The one... uh, let's have a look. Crippled Avengers <laughs> is 1978 oh, Shaw Brothers Kung Fu film. Uh, oh, it was released in North America as Mortal Kombat and The Return of the Five Deadly Venoms. Right. So, uh, yeah, someone gets crippled and then seeks revenge, basically, is the plot of the film. Nice. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys got zero right. Is that the key? Is that the key no, of a we've good done that or before. a bad quiz? Do you yeah, have I don't a, know. Is there a tiebreaker? I, tie- I do have a tiebreaker. I'm not gonna lie; it's a bit half baked. Um, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say because you're both answering for this. I'm just gonna say, don't answer until I say you can answer. Okay. 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 
because I don't want you guys to just pick the first one or whatever. You know, I I want you guys to hear all the answers. Mm. Okay, so there is a film called Bruce's Fist of Vengeance, nice. which you might think is stars Bruce Lee. Mm. But I think this film came out, it came out in 1980, and I don't think Bruce Lee was alive in 1980. I think he died by then, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. So, yeah, Bruce Lee's not in this film, but it's a Bruce Lee Im- imitator. Apparently mm. he's a notorious Bruce Lee imitator, according to the Wikipedia article. What name does he go by? And I'll give you three answers. Don't shout out just yet. So the first one is Bruce Lee, as in L-E-A. The second mm. one, Bruce Lean, like, you know, skinny. Mm. And the third one is Bruce Lee, but just L-E. I think it's Bruce Ellie. Okay. I'm going to go with Bruce Lean. Bruce Lean? Okay. Yeah, the skinny one. Mm. Yeah. I Do you not think that's not very, like, that's not an Asian name? Yeah, but that could be the whole point. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Who is it? It's Bruce Lee with one E. Yeah, so I got the point. Yeah. I was just—I think I—I I recognized that because I was watching a um an interview with the RZA talking about kung fu movies, and he was talking about how there was a huge desperation to find the next Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee died. Mm. Yeah, she died in 1973. Wow. Damn, that was ages ago. He only did yeah. like two films or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I've heard that actually. Like he, yeah, and he didn't do very many. Insane. Died at thirty-two years old. Mm. It's like James Dean. James Dean did not very yeah. many films. Mm. But isn't it like he was he was up and coming? He was going to be the, the next thing. Yeah. And that's why yeah, his yeah, death yeah. was so big. Mm. Well done, Sebek, for getting one point. And winning it by one point, you you, you burn leads this quiz. You hold on to a one nil victory nice. the last. You last absolutely jose it. I have. I've parked the bus. You parked the bus for eighty nine minutes and then scored a uh, scored a um, a tap in at the other end. That's me. Um, cool. I want to hear what Mork has to say about uh, the goat kung fu film. Okay. Now. Well, first, before I actually start, I'll just say my kung fu movie, and we didn't know who each other was going to pick is completely is the goat for completely the opposite reasons of seb's it has no character development no message mm. none of none of that bullshit seb was talking about the only thing it has in common with seb's like little points of what makes a great kung fu movie is it's got some cool villains that's it okay other than that it shares none of the same points <laughs> of what seb thinks makes a great kung fu movie but okay. this okay what i'm about to talk about is really what makes a great kung fu movie none of that okay. baby shit right should i start you can stop. So I think that by now the world knows my love for old horror movies and Godzilla. And one of the biggest reasons why I love some of these films, in the case of classic horror, the awesome practical effects and over-the-top gore, and in the case of Godzilla, it's the monster fights and dudes in rubber suits smacking the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Because of this, it makes sense that I would like kung fu films, because it's people fighting and it's over-the-top and it's entertaining story barely matters like you just want to see people fight in a good kung fu movie so when picking the goat kung fu movie uh i had an idea in mind and rumor of an epic flick incorporating all that i love about these old classics had reached my ear 
after a trusty source in my inner circle had informed me that that was this film that would be one of the greatest films I'd ever seen. Yeah. And that trusty source was obviously the android known as Vinny, but I digress. Now, I'd never seen this movie, so earlier this week I sat down and watched it, and I can tell you now that my mind was quite literally blown to smithereens. There was brains (laughs) all across the room. It is the best, most awesome, most intense shit that I have ever seen in my life. And the film that I'm talking about is the 1991 Hong Kong cult classic, Ricky O, Mm -hmm. the story of Ricky. Or as it should be probably known as, is Ricky, oh fucking shit dude, what the hell is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Now, before we get into what makes this movie the go, I'll give you a very brief synopsis. Uh, And like I said, the story in this movie really doesn't matter, but the year's 2001 and all prisons are privatised and not run by the state. Our main character, Ricky, is sentenced to 10 years inside for manslaughter, and immediately something is up as he sets off the metal detector when being brought in. But he doesn't have a weapon on him, unless you count his abs and biceps, because this dude is jacked, son! He is jacked! He ain't no fat panda, he ain't no kung fu shrek, he is ripped! Now... In fact, he set it off because he's got five bullets lodged in his body, and he says that they're souvenirs. Now, the prison's broken into four wings, north, east, south, and west, and each wing has an inmate who's like the boss of that wing, so it's a bit like a video game. He's like the boss of the area. And these guys are known as the Gang of Four, and they're like the enforcers of the prison. Above them, you have the assistant warden, and then above him, you have the actual warden, and he's like the big boss. Now, Ricky establishes himself quickly as a bit of a troublemaker because he's the defender of the innocent and he doesn't like the wardens and the gang of four and their like reign of terror over the inmates. So he starts fighting back and giving hope to the other inmates. And to be honest, that's as far as the story goes. You don't need to know anything else. There's a couple of subplots. One involves a flashback to Ricky's past and his girlfriend gets pushed off the top of a building by a drug lord who Ricky kills and then like that's the reason he's in prison and that. And then there's another one about the Gang of Four growing opium in the prison and Ricky burns the whole thing down. But honestly, no one gives a shit about that. What about the combat and Mm. the fight scenes? That is the only reason to watch this movie and that's what we're all here for. So let's just start by saying I love practical effects. They are my favourite effects. You can keep your CGI and your avatar, do one. Practical effects are where it's at. And done right, they might look slightly cheesy and bad but they're also over-the-top, grotesque, and downright epic. And this movie has the best, most ridiculous effects I have ever seen. Ever. And I've seen a lot of old, classic horror movie practical effects. This is the best of the bunch. And we're introduced to them pretty early on when the prison bully slices a dude's face off with a wood plane. And it sounds bad, but that's tame. (laughs) That is absolutely boring. The dude with half the face survives, but ends up hanging himself. Um, So we see Ricky take revenge and fight back for the first time. He gets ambushed by this massive fat dude in the showers, who punches Ricky the entire way across the room. But Ricky hits back, and he connects with this fat guy's stomach in slow-mo, and blasts a hole in this dude's (laughs) belly... His fist goes all the way through, sending guts and blood flying. (laughs) He dies. One punch. The bully, who sliced the dude's face off at the beginning, then attacks Ricky with a giant nail, which Ricky stops with an open hand. He, like, catches his fist. 
and the nail goes straight through his hand, but also he breaks and mangles the guy's fingers. Mm. Ricky rips the nail out of his own arm and then punches the other guy, the bully, in the stomach, but like front on, it's not like a hook, and he punches straight through his body and his fist emerges out of the other end of his body and the guy dies. Of course. And this is this is when we realise Ricky is a superhuman fighter and also this movie is going to be a gore fest and it's fucking awesome. Now the next big fight is against the first gang of four leader and this is boss fight number one. Mm. The boss jumps off of a giant crucifix in the yard which another inmate is strapped to after the boss sliced half his head off with a saw but you know not important uh they start fighting and the boss lands a few good punches uh he then blinds ricky with like dust in his eyes and slashes his arm with a knife severing his tendons so you think oh no ricky's done for Mm. but he bursts a water main and sprays all the dust out of his eyes um so then he can see again and (laughs) the boss is like "Oh, oh you can see again oh let's let's have it so the boss charges back for another attack but Ricky sidesteps him, slaps him on the back of the head, and one of the boss's eyes fires out of his skull. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking hell. laughs> uh. And then while the boss is all dazed and confused, dealing with one of his eyes, Ricky then uses his teeth to tie his tendons back together in his arm so that he's whole again. <laughs> the boss the boss then thinks, like, oh, Ricky, you're such a worthwhile opponent. So he takes his knife out and stabs himself in the stomach, ripping open his own belly, like, you know, suicide style. But then it's all a ruse because the boss pulls his own intestines out of his belly, wraps them around Ricky's neck and starts strangling him with his own guts. (laughs) (laughs) But Ricky's like, yo, I haven't any of that. So he breaks the hold and he throws the boss like 50 feet in the air. Like it's like an epic throw. And as the boss comes plummeting down to earth, head first Ricky turns winds up a massive punch and slams him straight in the face and we get an x-ray shot of his skull just being broken into a million fragments interestingly this inspired Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat can take direct inspiration from the fatalities in this movie it's pretty cool yeah is this is this is this is there like a source that that someone say like yeah we watch Ricky and we decided to make a game about it all the reviews and stuff, one of the stuff I was researching, Rikio said, it inspired uh, more combat. And also, be- there's a boss in the manga who is, uh, like, trace copy of, like, the big boss in Street Fighter or something. can't remember what it's called. Like, it's like a general or something. Oh, um... He's a B, doesn't it? Bison, right? can't remember what his name general is. Bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Rikio, the manga. The exact, exact same character, like, the hat, everything. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Ricky's taken victory, so we're introduced immediately to the other three boss- bosses. Um, we've got Tarzan, who's a big fucker, and he makes his entrance by one of the best deaths in the movie. He just claps a guy's head, like, just clap, and the guy's head's in between, and the head just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Sending pieces of head and blood everywhere. And then we have the two other bosses, and I can't remember who that, what their names are, but like one's like a really good fighter, and then the other one throws nails on ropes, and like, get over here, which could be the inspiration for oh, Scorpion yeah. from Mortal Kombat, which is funny. 
Now, I don't have time to break down every single fight in that detail, so let's just quickly mm. run through them until we get to the end of the movie. Number one, a dude gets skinned alive. Right, then, Ricky and Tarzan fight. Tarzan tries to crush Ricky's head, but he fails. So Ricky punches him in the arm, breaking his arm. Ricky then uppercuts him, and his fist bursts through the guy's neck and out of his own mouth, ripping his face and jaw off. Blood splattering everywhere. They then punch each other's fists, and it's like an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. (laughs) But Ricky's fist is absolutely fine, and Tarzan's entire arm explodes. (laughs) (laughs) So gratuitous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then Tarzan gets crushed by a massive meat crusher. Uh, Some inmates get shot after they fail to bury Ricky alive under the warden's orders. Some plot happens leading up to that. Why do they have a um, meat crusher in the prison? Uh, it's just a big prison cell crusher thing. They don't explain it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, none of um, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then a dog gets kicked entirely in half. Uh, there's, just a, there's just a random dog like by like Ricky's tomb, and it's just chilling. And then one of the bosses jumps out of a manhole cover, boots it, and it just breaks in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, I, that uh, that was the funniest one to me. I was just laughing so hard. It just comes out of nowhere. I just don't know what the yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's this um, fat guy in the prison who's a snitch, and so Ricky punches him in the side of the head, and half his head completely comes off, and his yeah. brain's just left in there like a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a riot officer then gets a hole punched through his stomach. Classic move from Ricky. But now we get to the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And the warden's assistant, who is this big fat piece of shit, um, and he's got walls and walls of pornos in his in his office. He's got one eye and he's got a hook for a hand. He gets a bottle shoved in his neck and his arm ripped off in a prison riot. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. But the warden is pissed at his incompetence, and mm. so he shoots him with this like mad gun. Which, when the bullet enters you, you start to swell up. So mm-hmm. the assistant warden starts blowing up like a balloon. L- looks a little bit like Poe in the end. But then he just explodes. Like his entire watch, boom! And it's like one of those good explosions where it's like over and over again. Yeah. Um, Ricky then fights the third boss of ga- the Gang of Four and he rips the guy's leg off. And then the fourth boss of the Gang of Four tries to escape and he gets shot with the exploding gun and so he goes kaboom as well. Does he go skadoosh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of this is going down in a kitchen, which is very important because in the kitchen there is a very conveniently placed meat mincer with a giant spinning blade and no lid, so it's like open to the air. And we actually saw the warden shove a guy's arm in there, like before, to make some mm. mince meat because he was complaining there wasn't enough meat in the like lunches. So he was like, "Oh, how about this meat? Oh, yeah. Your own meat." Ugh. Classic. Now it's just Ricky and the warden, right? Who's an arsehole, but he just looks like a random old dude. And the warden says, like, oh, fuck you, Ricky. You ain't tough. Everyone knows wardens are the toughest ones around here. But Ricky just, like, punches him and he flies across the room, slamming into the wall. Now, you'd expect the warden to, like, explode or, like, the fist to go straight through him or something. Hmm. But he does, like, nothing happens. And the warden just starts laughing, like, maniacally. Hmm. And then something incredible happens. The warden genuinely goes super saiyan. Yeah. He the warden starts screaming and his clothes start ripping off. He grows to like twelve feet tall and his 
absolutely jacked. His face starts like mangling and bones protruding everywhere. He's this giant ogre monstrosity. But he's still no match for Ricky O. Ricky punches a hole straight through him. <laughs> 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 That's the classic. Man. The, the punch classic. Punch a hole straight through him. <laughs> he punches his leg off, punches him in the arm. He then lifts him up by his chest and his balls and slams him into this open top meat spinner grinder. And mm. as you can imagine, as he pushes him further and further into the grinder, as the guy's still trying to fight back, blood and meat is everywhere yeah. and i literally mean everywhere it is a hurricane of gore <laughs> a, an actual hurricane it looks like it's been filmed through a red filter it's unbelievable and he just keeps pushing him and keeps pushing him down into this blender until mm. there's just a mountain of ground mincemeat and blood with a little head on top ricky then grabs the head and he runs outside to show the prisoners who are rioting and he's like, oh, the warden's dead. Uh, and all the guards put their weapons down. And the prisoner's like, yay. Ricky then runs over to the 30-foot wall, which is like the wall barrier to the outside. Yeah. And what does he do? He charges up and wham! Punches like a 15-foot hole in the wall. Kaboom! <laughs> yeah. All the inmates cheer. And Ricky walks off into the sunset. Roll credits. <laughs> so... <laughs> What did we learn? I was going to say, straight up. <laughs> what was the moral of the story there? <laughs> so, straight up, this is by far one of the best films I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> the plot absolutely sucks. The yeah. acting, meh. It's okay. The fighting acting is great. The actual acting, meh. It's just downright hilarious at times. I can barely remember any of the characters' names, hmm. but, but, this is the most fun I've had watching a film in years. It is just epic, crazy gore, fighting, ridiculous over-the-top deaths, incredible practical effects. It is a never-ending adrenaline, blood-filled mess, start to finish. It is the most entertained I've been in so long. And it's going to be one of those movies on my list to just watch over and over and over again. And every time someone I know hasn't seen it, it's going to be watching time. Just watching Ricky blow dudes' heads off with singular punches mm -hmm. is just the greatest thing you've ever seen. Like, how can a movie where a guy's head gets punched and explodes not be the goat? <laughs> Go and watch this cat classic. It will blow your mind. Um, maybe don't watch it if you don't like blood. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it then. But <laughs> Ricky O is one of the most incredible journeys I've ever been on. I love it so much. It's the greatest Kung Fu movie ever. Yeah, I think what's important to note is even though it is extremely violent and gory and really over-the-top gory, it's not like it's so opposite from like gritty gore where it's like this looks mm. realistic because like before every shot of someone's head exploding, you can very clearly see it's mm. not an actor anymore, and it's in fact a really bad <laughs> a giant rubber head. Rubber head, yeah. It's, yeah. There's so many like the practical effects are so obvious, and but so yeah. much that it's just like it's just a wild ride throughout, and you're just like, what the yeah. fuck am I watching the whole time? 
Yeah, it's not like realistic. Or it's not like someone get a no. hole punched through them and like looks cool, or it's like someone's head exploding looks cool. Cartoonish. It's like a giant rubber head, yeah. and a fish just goes kaboom and just yeah. explodes. <laughs> it's, it's like they literally spent ninety nine percent of the budget on just like fake blood, fake brains, and like plastic heads and like wax That's figurines it. and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's basically shot in like four rooms. It's shot in the prison yard, the prison cells. And the kitchen, and that's basically it's almost it. a sitcom. It's really funny. Yeah, it's got a laugh track. And it's everything. really funny. It's a really funny movie. But just uh, any movie like this film is just one of those crazy ones where like they don't just have a fight. Like you think, oh, this is gonna be an epic fight. Ricky just punches him in the head and it explodes. That's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, Riccio is so fucking good, man. I I need to watch it again. I I was I watching it was just a trip. I remember my friend just put it on. Yeah. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, it's just gonna be like a pretty classic kung fu film, and then mm. someone's fucking head explodes in front of my eyes. I'm like, okay, I'm in for Whoa, something okay. special here. <laughs> That's what I was like. I text Vinny. I was like, I've been watching this for 20 minutes. I feel like I'm on acid. And then I messaged him like, a dude just got his entire body punched through one go. <laughs> And then when the guy just starts strangling Ricky with his own intestines, I was just like, oh my god, yes, I love this. <laughs> and the dog being kicked in half for absolutely no reason. The dog isn't even in the film at all, but for some reason it's just chilling in the yard and the woman jumps through and boots it and it just explodes. It's like, why? Where did that even come from? What's <laughs> so what was the... Yeah, it's almost like they shot the whole movie and we're like, oh, we still got this... Um... We, we just dog. bought this like yeah we just bought this fake dog like oh we can't we don't want to waste this we just do something with it right yeah. go kick it boom yes yeah. right stick that in the movie it was so funny that that film is just if you've turned fun to 11 on the dial like, yeah it's just yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. fun from start to finish it's so yeah. the opposite of serious it's see you put me at a very difficult predicament because mm. i love both of these picks like mm. a lot and like for the like you said before the complete opposite reasons like yeah they kung, are the other end of the spectrum kung they fu couldn't panda, be more different yeah, yeah kung fu panda is like extremely well thought out like am- amazingly animated it's like it's mm. art style is incredible it's soundtrack is incredible the voice acting is really you know mostly really good on Mm. except for maybe Seth it's, really, it's just Seth Rogen to be honest the rest I'm okay with but it's Seth yeah. Rogen I'm like that's just <laughs> Seth Rogen <laughs> like, I don't want Seth Rogen in this film <laughs> um, but uh, it's got you know an incredible story incredible characters fantastic fight scenes that that you know just that uh, prison escape scene alone is mm. like is is ridiculous it's incredible i remember so much of that like that fight scene in particular just be- and also when they when the furious five first meet i forget the, oh, name yeah, of the yeah. antagonist on the, bridge. on the bridge yeah, yeah. that's oh, a cool. sick fight scene as well he starts like spinning it around and stuff yeah, yeah that's so good as well mm. but but no on, one's head explodes <laughs> but on the other end you have your you know riccio uh which is just so stupid but it knows it's stupid like it's yeah it, it knows what it's doing and it just fucking goes for it a hundred percent and it's just a marvel to watch from start to finish and oh my god that i actually i i don't i can i, I pick, really can I pick both right now can I pick, is that possible can we just have both both no. be goats you have to fit head explode gore fest or uh what is it? kung fu shrek kung fu shrek 
It should come down to who would win in a fight, Kung Fu Panda or Ricky O. Ricky O, because he's brokenly overpowered. <laughs> yeah, he would literally like punch through. But maybe he wouldn't. Maybe that's the thing, because that's like Tai Lung is Ricky O. Like he literally destroys everyone, but then fucking Poe's too fat and stubborn. Maybe Ricky O would punch him and he'd just bounce off him. Ricky does punch a big fat guy, though. He rips his body out. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and the fat guy says, like, he walks in the shower, he's like, I've been eating rice all day to fight you. Ricky just goes, wham! I've been eating rice all day. <laughs> what does that yeah, that's mean? what he said. I don't know. He just, kaboom. Right hook to the stomach. Fucking douche. The best, it's the best body shot of all time. This entire stomach explodes. Oh God! Oh. Right. So, okay, okay. I'm internalizing. I'm still having an internal debate over okay. what's a be- what makes a better kung fu film. The film that's objectively better in like most mm. ways, uh, or the film that's uh, the most ridiculous kung fu film I've ever seen in my life, and the mm. most entertained I've ever been from a kung fu film ever. <laughs> that is the Do question. Films all about entertainment. What would you rather put on right now? To be honest, Ricky O, because I've only seen it once, whereas I've seen Kung Fu Panda a few times. Mm. Which would you recommend to a friend to watch? If they've not seen either. What, which one would you say, I'll watch this one? It's, it's, they can only watch one. I think more generally, I'd maybe say Kung Fu Panda, just because it, it, you know, it's made for kids, but it's not like a kiddie kiddie film. Like An mm. adult can enjoy it. Whereas Ricky O's like... Yeah, if you're not into, like, gratuitous violence, then mm. it, maybe it's not as... Uh, you won't find it as exciting as me and Mork. If aliens came down and you had to show them Ricky O or Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> you def- <laughs> definitely, definitely show them Kung Fu Panda. because no, Kung Fu Panda's got, like... They'd be like, oh, my God, what? Like, the the animals can talk and fight? What the hell's going on? No, it's a pretty Whereas at least com- if you show them Ricky O, they'll be like, we ain't messing with these a lot. Let's go. Let's bounce. <laughs> this is what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Kung Fu Panda like follows back the kind of narrative tradition to ancient China, whereas mm. fucking Ricky O is a man punching a fat guy in half. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and at the end of the day isn't that what kung fu films are all about just a man punching another man in half <laughs> he literally wasn't it like he punches him in his head and his head just fucking clean comes off like yeah oh, it's yeah so stupid he like he just punches him in the side of the head and the top half of his head just comes straight off yeah <laughs> But the, the, the fist meeting the fist of Ricky and Tarzan is insane. Like, they just both go for the punch at the same yeah. time. Their fists connect, and you're like, oh, it's going to be a big explosion. But no, Ricky's fine. And the other guy's arm just goes, kaboom. Do you know what, <laughs> uh, do you know what about Ricky O? About Ricky O, actually, because you mentioned about the manga, and that made me realize, because it was, I think, a manga first. Japanese and, manga, And yeah. that makes it that, that makes so much sense, because it's the most anime fucking kung fu film i've ever seen in my life it's yeah, so over yeah. the top yeah um okay yeah okay i've i've made up my mind i'm not happy with this i'm not i'm no, not ha- this could I'm, be either one that he's not happy with i'm not happy with this decision <laughs> okay. I'm, very, I'm very displeased with myself here <laughs> but i'm gonna have to name the goat kung fu film as kung fu shrek 
No. Yeah. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this decision, but... No, I felt for sure Ricky O couldn't lose. Everybody I... was kung fu fighting. What a fucking tune. Uh, what about that scene where yeah. they um cut that guy's face off? <laughs> <laughs> Does that, would that win it for me? I love Riccio. I really do. I just... You know what? It's fair play, because I fucking love Kung Fu Panda. It's one of my favourite films of all yeah. time, so I'm not that disappointed, but Ricky, I'm glad Ricky got a good shout-out. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, Kung Fu Panda's also, like, in my opinion, maybe the GOAT animated film, to be honest. Like, mm, it's it's true. really good. Like, re- uh, way mm. too good for it to, you know... It did not need to be that good, kind of thing. It really didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, it spawned the sequels, which I don't think I saw Kung Fu Panda 3, but I remember but 2 being two really good. very good. good. Yeah, I remember two, two was okay, good. yeah. It wasn't one, but it was okay, yeah. You don't know how close it was in my head. It genuinely was mm. really close because I, I, I really wanted to pick Rikio just for it being like, because in my mind, Kung Fu films are kind of a bit stupid and just they're mm. just there for the, the crazy like fight scenes and action and violence and, you know, that and just they're just entertaining. Like the stories, mm. I don't. I don't really follow the stories in Kung Fu films. They're not normally anything to... They're not normally that exciting. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is that, that you just have one badass dude fucking taking names and, you know, yeah. putting people into early graves and you're just like, yeah, you know, the whole time. But um, I guess that's such a testament to Kung Fu Panda because Ricky O is the antithesis of that watching yeah. experience. It's the greatest yeah. entertainment movie of all time. You don't need to even care about the plot. But the plot of Kung Fu Panda is genuinely so good that it you you want to pay attention to it because it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so... It's it's almost the perfect film, to be fair. Like, you're on something when you said that, so I'm pretty sure you said that. I'm pretty sure... I, th- I think it is the perfect movie. Yeah. 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 Just not enough head exploding for me. That's only a problem. Well, cool. Uh, that wraps things up, I think. Um, uh, just going to have a quick old look. So are we doing something this Wednesday then? So we'll either be doing the greatest um, South American musician featuring Paula La Luna, who is a famous musician, or something else. Yeah, we've got down here goat prank. <laughs> 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 oh, God. that's so goats that's so goats i don't really want to do goat prank but i'm being forced to do it head explode i can't think of what be, it could be this is gonna be an absolute raz fest mate i cannot wait we're gonna be pranking each other left right and center you just a prank bro just a prank bro but anyway, on that bombshell, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you still want to support us, we have our Instagram at the underscore goats underscore pod. Also mm-hmm. have a Patreon if you're so inclined, but giving us a five-star review or just following us on Instagram would be fantastic, would go a long way. And we appreciate your support. Thank you very much for listening to Goat Kung Fu Film. I'm Vinny. It's been Mork and Sebek as well. And we'll see you in the Go next watch Rikio. When we get next goats. Watch Rikio. Love you bye. Love you bye. Love you bye. Fuck.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.